This is Remember the Prisoner, the Freedom Initiative Podcast. Come with us to discover how alive and interactive God is. Tie yourself to eternal purpose. Bring King Jesus' kingdom to earth and equip yourself with the two most powerful weapons given to man, his word and prayer. And now here is your host. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another Remember the Prisoner podcast episode. I'm brought to you here today by Contagious Disciple Making. Up front, before we get rolling, let me give you the mailing address. It's Remember the Prisoner, P.O. Box 19321, Amarillo, Texas, 79114. Write to us, tell us how God's answering your prayers, write to us, give us your prayer requests, or just write to us to touch base. We would love to get your mail, read and pray for you guys. And I, I had the pleasure of reading a lot of letters this last week. Uh, you took your time to write us here at Remember the Prisoner. And so I wanted to give you a shout out to say thank you. We got it. And to let you know that we're praying for you. We had Anthony out of Dodge Correctional in Maryland. We had Bobby in the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. Diego in Texas at the Robertson Unit. Dwight, he's in Hughes out of Gatesville, Texas. Francisco, riding from Florence, Arizona in the Iman Complex. We had James McCarty in the Bill Clements unit in Dallas, Texas. We had Joseph out of the Clements as well. Kevin wrote to us from the Maryland Treatment Center in Missouri. And Robert from the Sanchez unit in El Paso. Thank you, guys. We got your letters here. And as we were going through them, there were two things that came to my mind. First, I'm amazed at how you guys are seeking the Lord. I want to tell you that sometime in January, we will release another podcast edition. It's going to be every week alongside this prayer edition. It's going to focus on how you can help your fellow prisoners discover God through His Word. We're going to help you facilitate your friends into the Bible and to put them in a situation where God will be able to reveal himself to them. And and secondly, I just wanted to say that uh, I, I know you guys are seeking answers. You guys are, are asking, you know, what's your purpose? Why are you here in life? Uh, I, I just want to say, don't turn to yourself. Don't turn to the culture. I just want to encourage you to turn to the source of life, where your life came from. His words, he wrote us a book about who you are and your purpose and your meaning. And so I just want to encourage you to go seek him out and uh, love him with your whole heart, strength, mind, and soul. As for today, guys, I want to transition to our prayer focus for the day. After we're done there, I'll get my friends in here. We'll pray for the prayer requests that you have given us. If you'd like to have us pray for you, either write us. At Remember the Prisoner, P.O. Box 19321, Amarillo, Texas, 79114. Or you can email prayer at contagiousdisciplemaking.com. That's prayer at contagiousdisciplemaking.com. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to step into my time with a small, fiery church that's it's home to a number of those coming out of incarceration. They're helping the youth, and, and they're, they're helping bring God's kingdom to that local city. Here we go. Guys, today I have Pastor Dell and Pastor T, my man Skinny T over here. There we go, there we go. <laughs> we're in Evansdale, Iowa. We're at Hope Church, 
And the thing that I love so much about these two is their heart for the average person. Uh, they give the sense that everyone's welcome here and such a, an amazing environment that you guys cultivate here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's evidenced by the kind of people who come here. They're not afraid. Like today in church, one of them spoke up. Pastor, can you explain this a little right, bit? Right. And I just love the freedom that you guys cultivate. And it reminds me so much of the Great Commission, uh, going and reaching the least of these, but also um, just everyday people. And and you guys are doing amazing work. So it's because of that that it's my pleasure mm. to be here with you guys, bringing your prayer request before my brothers and sisters in uh, incarcerated. And so, uh, guys, let's just start off introducing a little bit. Um, specifically, tell me uh, is is brief or as long-winded as you want. <laughs> What's going on at your guys' heart? What's the heartbeat of your ministry? Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Hey, Riley, thanks uh, for allowing us to be here. Uh, I'm Pastor Dale, lead pastor here at Hope Church. And uh, been in ministry for 30 years, and a little over 30 years. And uh, we're doing ministry in a way that I never thought I would ever, I would ever do and be a part of. Uh, we've always had a heart for people and a passion for people. Mm-hmm. But it's been exciting to see how God has uh, literally brought people in off the street in their mm-hmm. brokenness. Um, so many who have come who have spent time in jail and or prison. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of addictive lifestyle, a lot of things that are of a variety of kind of addictions, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Hope Church was planted about five years ago. And when we planted this church, actually God planted this church. Mm-hmm. And when he planted this church, he gave us, I, I don't know, man, if you call it a, a mission statement, I guess it would be. But everything that we do centers and focuses around we are focused on Jesus, we're loving others, and we're sharing hope. Mm-hmm. Amen. And you know, you don't have to go very far to find somebody who needs to be loved on, who yeah. needs to hear hope. And if we can be a conduit of which the Holy Spirit can flow through and to speak into somebody else's life that way, um, we're all in. So uh, what motivates us in doing that is lost people mm-hmm. yeah. and hurting people. And lost people, they matter to God. And so actually every individual that's listening to this today, uh, you matter to God. Mm-hmm. You know, you have value, you have worth, you have purpose. You are one of untold millions that Jesus died for. Amen. And that he loves. Yeah. Regardless of where we've been, regardless of what we've done, Regardless of what the outlook even looks like, God loves us, he cares for us, and he wants to walk that journey with us. And so, hey, can I share this brief scripture with you real quick? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this ties in a little (laughs) bit with it, uh, because these are the words of Jesus himself in Luke uh, chapter 4, verse 18. Yeah. And it ties in with really what I've just said, but I think it helps um, verify a little bit more of what our mission is and what it's all about. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news. I just love that, man. This is not bad news. This is good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. Yes. To set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. 
So basically everything that God has called us to here at Evansdale Hope Church revolves around Luke 4.18. Yeah. And that we're focused on Jesus, we're loving others, and we're sharing hope. Yeah, I, and I think that you guys do a really great job of that. Even uh, during service today, during worship, mm-hmm. you're like, all right, audience participation time. <laughs> like, who is God to you? Who yes. is God? What is he to you right now? Exactly. And, and that type of testifying, it was just I felt the atmosphere of hope right. land in people around me and on me right. specifically. And so and he wants to live in you. My name is Pastor Teben with Hope Church for five years as yeah. well. And, um, but yeah, our, our people are hungry for him. Mm-hmm. And you can have a personal relationship with him. And um, it's just a key thing. It's, it's freeing that way, right? With, with Christ Jesus living in you, mm-hmm. doing life with him, you know. Um, uh, John 15 talks about that. Yeah. <laughs> He's divine and word of brand, you know. And so, yeah. So in light of all the, the hope, the, the loving on the people, are there anything, is there anything going on in your life recently that you would cause, uh, take a pause for celebration? Uh, is God doing anything big or small that you guys are celebrating? I would say for one, one thing to celebrate with our people, I believe there is a hunger um, within our people for more of him. Mm-hmm. And um, we offer, uh, we started this, maybe the Lord led it actually after COVID, mm-hmm. um, Overcomers Group, mm-hmm. Monday night. So it's pretty much, um, we started online via Zoom originally. Um, but we, we realized once we lived here for a few years, you know, addictions rampant in Waterloo, Iowa. Yeah. A lot of people bondage to strongholds and addictions and pornography. I mean, you name it, it's out there. So you have this overcomers group that yes, meets on Monday. Monday nights. Mm-hmm. And we've noticed it, it's been growing <laughs> um, very rapidly um, that way, just number-wise. But what excites us more is there's just been a growth inwardly. Right. And God, is, and God yeah. is setting people, people free, free yes. of those struggles. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. Let's <laughs> celebrate what God's yes. doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's freedom. Yes. You got the air horn. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And what you know, just to dovetail yeah. off that, what was pretty cool back in September. Mm. So we we had our baptism service. Oh yeah, I remember that. Okay, so we had uh, we baptized eleven individuals. Several of those individuals are part of the Overcomers Group. Amen. Mm. And so when we talk about sharing hope, and we you pour into people who live mm-hmm. and seem as if they have no hope right they live life not of hope but they live life of despair mm-hmm. and to be able to stand to watch them stand up before they go into a baptistry to be baptized and they share their story mm-hmm. of being an alcoholic mm-hmm. spending time in the pen being abused um, just so many different things yeah and to be able to stand there to or to watch them stand there and share they now have hope, not just because they heard of a guy named Jesus, but they've experienced what Jesus can do with yeah. them. <laughs> you know, and there's experience. two different things with that. Absolutely. But but to witness that, that you know, it's and, so cool. And that's something that uh, when I was born again, I didn't get taken on. There was no wing, there was no Christian brother to go by, and that is Ooh. something that I've grown to. Um, see the need that you guys are fulfilling in the sense of it's not just about getting baptized it's about getting out of the water 
and then being walked with and then growing besides other Christians, growing in family right. um, and not just becoming a convert and saying, we got you. Nice. Exactly. But to disciple people and to troubleshoot obedience while you're walking with your brothers and sisters. So exactly. And, and thank that's you one of the things <laughs> I appreciate that kind of word and that you recognize that we that's something that we believe we could do become more effective in that. We pray for more disciples to come walk along this journey with us to help yeah. us because mm -hmm. we are a leadership team of four. So yeah. the Lord is helping us with that. But overcomers becomes one of those outlets, outlets, outlets for that. And you referenced this morning. So as we're going through the book of Philippians right now, we're not trying to go real fast, <laughs> but what does, how does, how does the word of God work in my life? Not just on a Sunday, and we also have a Thursday night service, so not just on a Sunday morning or a Thursday night. But, dude, how does this thing work seven days a week? Amen. Right. Can it help me on Tuesday? Is or is it just re reserved for Sunday or Thursday? Is the bread you know still fresh right. on Tuesday? Right. So, it's, so we, we, you know, we, as we try to yeah. share that, as you shared this a few moments ago referencing Sunday morning, um, in a way that's understandable. Mm-hmm. So whether, whether you are a person that knows a lot about biblical truth, right. you can still follow in on this. Or if you just walked in off the street and you really don't know a whole lot about Jesus or God's word, mm -hmm. it's presented in a way that you can understand it as well. Right. And you can experience it yeah. that way. Yeah. And the thing about God is he's never done. So we're in this place of... I've done X amount, but today I, the only thing worth noting is that he's working on me with this. Right. And my brother next to me has one that God's working on him with, and so we become better together. <laughs> exactly. I'll just add this too along with that point, because I actually did this in my um, devotional reading this morning, but John 1.8 talks about that. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate. Mm-hmm. That's a key word. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. And I just feel like sometimes, you know, we, some people read the Bible just to go on to the next thing, you know, but right. really the word God's saying for us to meditate, dwell on it. And that's why I love the Philippians message mm -hmm. because we, we have time to really soak it in. Mm -hmm. and just time through it. Yeah, ponder on it. And, and with that, I think one of the things that the Lord has helped us is we celebrate... We're not a, a real large church. We are definitely a growing church, but we try to celebrate every every little victory Amen. or every big victory. Yeah. <laughs> and if victory is not yours for today and you're struggling, then we come along with you. So we weep with those who weep. Yes. We rejoice with those who are rejoicing. And I think that really becomes a strength of being better together. Yeah. Man, so many scriptures coming to my mind. It's like, I want to riff, but I want to move on too. I hear you. And, and uh, looking back just on our short conversation, it's uh, you were saying one of the things you guys are hoping for is more disciple relationships to come along mm -hmm. to help out the, the small team of four. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you guys about your prayer requests. Mm -hmm. and, and so that could be a first one. Absolutely. It's about building the kingdom. Okay? So we're not here to, just to try to build Hope Church. Yeah. Or build a denomination. No. Right. We're here to build a kingdom. Yeah. Amen. In order to do that, God has called all of us to be ministers. Yeah. Paul uses the word ambassadors. Mm -hmm. And so I, we take the approach that, you know, if you're a child of God, you become an ambassador for Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
Now, everybody might have, that might look different as an ambassador for everybody. That's where the whole discipling comes in. But we're, we all disciple somebody. We need to be discipled mm -hmm. and we need to disciple somebody else. Mm -hmm. So when we look at for what we're just talking about now as a leadership team, maybe some, some folk who have had uh, not just an experience with Jesus, but they've, they've spent time with him. They've grown in that walk. Yes. And they're kind of to a point where maybe they can pour themselves out in a greater way in different contexts, whatever that might look like. Might yeah. be through overcomers or singing or small group leading or men, whatever. Um, so it's not about trying to put that whole thing in a box. It's saying, God, we're, we're just asking for more. Um, Luke 10.2. Uh, um, Workers. Praying for the Lord of the harvest. Mm -hmm. workers. Mm -hmm. And then Pastor T, I imagine you have some prayer requests on there. You were talking yeah. about the necessity of the grace of God being on something or you don't want it because you don't want to waste your time. Yeah. What areas are you asking for God's grace to pour in on? My first thought comes to with the youth group um, mm -hmm. and with the youth ministry there. And uh, a lot of these teenagers, they've been on my heart. Um, I guess to be specific in the prayer request, Please. just for them to see the ugliness of sin. Mm -hmm. um, they live in a culture where social media, kind of, like, kind of what we talked about today, you know, social media is discipling them, schools discipling them, the world. Um, and I'm just praying for these teenagers to see the ugliness of sin and mm -hmm. to draw nearer to a God who has freedom for them, mm -hmm. the God of hope, mm -hmm. and that they don't have to be condemned because of the past. And there is grace, right? His grace is sufficient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and for them to really, and, and, and in that, see a hunger, have a hunger, a new craving, not to do sin or for what culture tells them to do, but have a hunger for what the word says, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that's honestly, I could definitely... Um, Nikki and I both, it's, we're, we're both a team, my wife, my beautiful wife. Um, so just for both of us to wisdom in that area and for them to grow in grace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His grace. Is there any other prayer requests that you're chomping at the bit to get out to these brothers and sisters? And last but not least, that there would be an anointing upon what we do. Amen. This, this cannot be done will not be done on our own strength we need his anointing so self needs to continue to need to be surrendered i'd love to pray for you guys and then if you want to pray over the prisoners and then and then we'll sign off here absolutely father we lift up hope church here we lift up evansdale mm -hmm. i ask that you would be bringing your anointing like even the the luke 4 where he's quoting isaiah 61 mm -hmm. uh that the Spirit of the Lord would be upon Hope Church, God, that where your anointing is, there is healing, there is freedom, there, mm -hmm. there, it, eyes are opened spiritually and physically. People are set free. I've heard testimonies. I know it's physically, but it's also spiritually, and more yes. importantly, spiritually for these matters, God. We want the Spirit of God to heal the spirits of hopelessness in this area. Mm. We want people to recognize Jesus, you as their everything, you as their mentor, you as their one to go to, not 
Pastor Dell or Pastor T. We want you to be their mentor. We want you to be their hunger. We want them to hunger the word. Yes. Your word even says that that you are the word made flesh, Jesus. And so with that reality that you are everything, you are the diet, you are the thing we're supposed to carry and give, God, and, it, and it's by your spirit that people are convicted. I think mm-hmm. of John 14, that, that I'm not going to be able to convict anyone. Mm-hmm. Pastor T right. is not right. going to be able to convict anyone. Mm-hmm. It's only by your spirit, yes. Lord. And we lift up the youth of Evansdale yes, Father. who are struggling like our friends in Germany. Lord, we pray mm-hmm. for them too. Mm-hmm. But the youth, that they're, they're struggling with seeing the ugliness of sin. And we need your spirit to land in this area, Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you cultivate those people? Mm-hmm. Would you yes. bind them together uh, with other people as a body so yes. we could be yes. your body? Yes. And that we could, in this area, in Evansdale, be people known as those who run with each other and for each other, beside each other. So that there would be folk who come here and, and they've, they've, they've cultivated the space in their heart and yes. they've cleaned out the rocks, Lord. And yes. they're running with you and they're running with each other. In Jesus' name. Mm. Guys, do you want to say goodbye to the our friends in the prison uh, and pray over them? Absolutely. I'd love to pray over them. Yeah. Jesus, today, uh, Lord, we thank you for each one who is uh, listening to this this day. God, you know where they're at. Uh, you know what they are going through. You know where they have been and what they have done. And, Father, as we think about that for a moment, we thank you for your grace. Because, God, your grace knows no depth mm-hmm. Lord regardless of where we've been or where we have done your grace is greater than that Father today your grace knows no shoreline meaning you you can ever reach and so God as we are we are praying today in this building in Evansdale Iowa your spirit can be released to all the different parts of this country where this is being listened to today. Mm-hmm. And I'm praying, God, that that very thing would take place. Mm-hmm. And may your spirit, may your grace reach every individual. Mm-hmm. I pray, Father, that uh, they, each one, would be putting their faith and their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, Father. For salvation is found in no other name than that name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for that today. I pray that your spirit and your presence would fill that area where they're at. I pray they'd be able to sense you as well as experience you. Mm -hmm. And Lord, may you bless them. May you keep them. May your face shine down upon them. Would you grant them great peace this day? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Guys, don't forget, keep Pastor Dell, Pastor T in your prayers. I love you guys. I love what you're doing here in Evansdale. And um, thank you for, yeah. Keep up the good work, man, with us. Will do. Praise the Lord. Will do. Bless you guys. We'll see you later. Yes, sir. Amen. Love you, man. We'll see you. All right. Now it's the time we move on to the part of the show where we take your prayer requests and here with my friends, we dogpile prayer, y'all, with your prayer requests. I hope you've taken the opportunity to pray with me so far with Pastor Dell and, and Pastor Skinny T. 
And uh, I hope you take this opportunity to continue to pray with us and offer up your prayers alongside ours. So I've got here with me Paul, Beck, Travis, and the man, the myth, the legend, Jack McCarty. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we're going to do two things here. Uh, So pay attention here. We're doing intros and celebrations. Uh, So make sure you got your your little joyful noise makers ready. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, go ahead and tell us your name, uh, when you were born again, and if you have a celebration of what God's doing, uh, tell us that. Let's go ahead and start with Travis. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up? My name is Travis, and uh, I'm from Iowa. I uh, got born again. I, I would say I, I grew up in the church, but I really um, uh, personally encountered the Lord uh, when I was 18 years old. Uh, late in the night, God said, Travis, who are you living for? Because it's certainly not me. And um, and I just repented in tears and, and started to, to read God's word. And, and I thought, I can't be like Jesus unless I know what he's like. And um, so that's that's how God really um, uh, grabbed my heart and started to, and transformed my life. Uh, celebration. Um, I actually just got off the phone with my older brother um, and our relationship has been estranged. He's not been walking with the Lord. Um, last week, my friends and I were praying for him uh, in tears, asking God to uh, to move on his heart. And he just called me and uh, told me that he went to church on Sunday. And so there's uh, something is happening. God's doing something in his heart. And so I'm so stoked and celebrating that. Yeah, congratulations. I love <laughs> I love when God is so intentional about answering our prayers. Like not only is it a celebration that your brother is being drawn back to him, but God was hearing your prayers and your friends' prayers. And so thank you, God. Jack, uh go ahead and give us your name. Well, <laughs> Go ahead and and tell us who you are, when you got born again, and I understand that you have a shout out to. Yeah, what's your name, Jack? <laughs> yeah, I've got the. My name is Jack McCarty, and I was a chaplain at uh, Clements Unit, but I've been doing volunteer prison work and ministry for a long time. I started doing that in Fort Worth, and then I was a a guest, but it just. I can't get away from Jesus commanding us to remember those in prison. And also in Matthew 25, when he said, and I was in prison and you visited me. And I want to be one of those guys. So prison ministry has always been close. So then when I got a chance to be a chaplain, I did it. I jumped on it. God blessed it. And then uh, my wife's health began to fail bloody ball stuff happens. I got old, had to quit being a chaplain. And now, uh, oh, and I was born again in March of 1970. I grew up in a non-church home and started fooling around with the occult when I was 12 years old. And by the time I was 15, I was having seances by myself. And just any kind of weird stuff I could find to do that I didn't feel like was a direct contradiction. I didn't want to be a Satanist, but I wanted power. I wanted control. I, and I was a scared young man. I was paranoid. And uh, I was very angry. 
Anyway, I also wanted to learn to play the guitar. And the only guy in town knew how to play the guitar in my little town was uh, Assembly of God pastor. He told me he'd be glad to give me lessons, and he didn't charge me. But as I shared my life with him and his life with me, well, God got a hold of me, and I realized that I was separated from God, and it was my fault, mm. and it just couldn't continue that way. I had to do whatever it took to get uh, back on God's side instead of the dark side. So anyway, that was in March of 70. And one of the things I'm really grateful for right now, I'm, I've got so much to share, but one of the things I'd like to say is we've had a, a DBS over Zoom in Kentucky and one of the guys that came into the group, he wasn't one of the first people, but he was brought in by others. And he has since had his stepson has come to the Lord. His uh, wife has come to Christ. She's been baptized. The son's been baptized. His next door neighbor got baptized. I mean, uh, these are people, these are real people with real problems. And then he's got, uh, stepdaughter who's 16 and she's been on the streets and uh, anyway she just came to Christ within mm. the last couple of weeks and she just you know obeyed the Lord to be baptized Yeah, and those are all things that make the struggles mm -hmm. worth it you know because life is hard for all of us but some of us get to have some joy along the way and I just really appreciate getting to see God work in our lives and using Discovery Bible studies to awesome. do that. Yeah, that's noise. Yeah, let's make some noise. <laughs> I love that. Jack, did you want to give a shout out to your, your cousin? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a guy at Clement's unit, and it's pretty obvious that we don't have any close blood relations. But because of other reasons, he is the living proof that my family practiced slavery. And I'm not proud of it. I've repented of it. I've asked him to forgive me. But anyway, I want to give a shout out to my cousin. Uh, I call him my cousin. But anyway, his name is James. And he's in the Clements unit. And he's been trying to get a hold of me, and it's just been really tough to get back with him. But I just want to tell you, James, I know you're still struggling with that COPD unless God's healed it. And I really care every day. I think about you, and I pray for you. So thank you, James. This is for you at the Clements Unit. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, guys, my name is Riley Sheets. I got born again in college didn't have any sort of relationship with God uh, growing up. Uh, he he grabbed my attention through YouTube. I, I saw healing videos, people praying in the name of Jesus. And it got me curious. I said, God, are you alive and active? Because uh, I, I went to the Catholic church growing up and, and that was not a living God, <laughs> at least at the one that I was at. And so uh, he drew me through there and I gave my life to him. 
and he took away addictions and drugs and depression. It was crazy. He, he smashed me when I gave my life to him. Uh, when I confessed with my mouth, he met me on that minute. And, uh, and so I do have a celebration. My friend Patrick, we uh, had a celebration for him last week. So the same guy. Uh, I got off the phone with him. I was finally able to get a hold of him. And he wants to get in the word. He wants to uh, do a Bible study with me. And right now he's, today he's texting his friends and seeing if we can get some other uh, people in his life in on the, the Bible study. So I am oh, celebrating that. Woo-hoo. Awesome. Woo-hoo. <laughs> uh, any movement forward in, in terms of disciple making, in terms of leading people and their friends groups, their friend groups to discover God. Uh, I am excited about that. And so thank you, God. Paul. Yeah, so I'm Paul Watson, and uh, and I came to know the Lord at the age of four. Uh, my mom and my dad, my dad was a pastor at uh, a church in Midland, Texas, an assistant pastor at the church in Midland, Texas. And uh, I was in our single wide trailer. I remember very clearly sitting at the, at the, the bar, the counter there in the single wide trailer. And uh, I think it was a Dallas home song called Rise Again was playing in our house. And in, in, that, in that song, it talks about how Jesus was crucified and he was going to be uh, resurrected. And I just remember bursting in tears as a kiddo. And my mom's like, what's the matter, Paul? And I said, well, I don't understand why anyone would want to kill Jesus. And because that made no sense to me because he'd done all these wonderful good things and why would they want to kill him? And so my mom right there, you know, uh, shared the gospel with me and I prayed and gave my life to Jesus. And then I was baptized at that church by my father. A few years later, it was first Bible, King James version of the Bible as I came out of the baptistry, which is why I know. know the exact date because it's written there in the front of it and uh and everything so that's that was my journey and uh my celebration right now is that uh, there's we've been praying and asking god to raise up more people to be involved in the freedom initiative in the amarillo and uh, there's a guy his name's david who's uh, pretty excited and we connected him with some of you guys know mike with prison fellowship and uh, we've connected him with Mike, and they're gonna they're gonna set up a time where he can come in and kind of see the guys and get to know what's going on and uh, pray about where God wants him to get involved. And so we continue to pray, like Luke chapter ten tells us to, for more workers to go into the harvest. And uh, that means people from the outside coming in. It also means people from the inside coming up. And so uh, so we want to see that happen. And I love that initial answer to prayer. So all right, I guess we can make some noise for that. Thank you, God. <laughs> All right. Last but certainly not least, Miss Beck Ewing. Um, I'm Beck Ewing. I'm from South Carolina. Um, I am a coach along with Paul, and um, good to have good to be here today. Looking forward to Thanksgiving uh, weekend. Um, <clears throat> so far as me being born again, you know, I I was brought up in church and everything, but, you know, it's been a bit, it was a bit of a journey for me. I, I, I said a prayer when I was young. Um, but you know, I, I struggled with knowing for sure whether or not I was for a t- quite a while on that, but 
Uh, God brought me through a journey and, and got brought me to peace with that to where um, I actually got baptized again because I wanted to make sure that I really was declaring um, my desire to know and follow God and be obedient and everything and was so thankful uh, that I could be sure that I was his. And so uh, <laughs> praise God for that. It's a very similar story with my wife. Uh, she she grew up in the church and constantly going up to the uh, altar. But then it, it wasn't until her early 20s, mid-20s, that she started understanding how to hear his voice and follow him and his word and obey him. And it was through that that, that the Holy Spirit met her and and saved her. So That's okay. Yeah. Guys, let's jump into these prayer requests. Beck, do you have uh, the, the request pulled up? Yes, yes. So we have two requests from Bobby uh, in Oklahoma. And uh, for, so there's a couple of them here. So one, he has been going through uh, Discovery Bible study, uh, or he's going through some Bible studies. Pray that he can be engaged in the Great Commission inside of prison. So Travis, if you if, could you pray for this one? I would love to. Um, Father, thank you so much um, for, for drawing Bobby in through your word and, and revealing yourself to him. And Lord, I just pray that as he continues to, to learn about you and as he continues to experience your heart, as he continues to encounter you, Lord, would you just turn him right around to share what he learns with others, God? Um, in First John, John says that he's writing these things so that his joy could be complete. And so I just ask that you would complete Bobby's joy, that he can share it with others and that others can enter into the joy of knowing you more, enter into the joy of communion with you, God. And so would you just turn him into uh, a missionary in the simplest way possible, God, that is, as he hears, as he learns, and even as he has questions that he um, can share where he's at with just that next person, just with that friend, um, with, with, a, uh, with whomever at, at a meal or, or wherever he is, God, I just pray for those opportunities to have simple conversations, inviting others into the process of getting to know the living God. Just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So there's a second request that he has here is that I, that he's going to get out in a couple of years. And so he already wants us to be praying for um, him as he comes out, that God will set things up, that he'll get a church and make friends. And of course, we're also going to pray for him to be able to make disciples even as he comes out as well. So uh, Jack, would you mind praying for this one? Sure. Father, you know Bobby's heart in Oklahoma. You also know that he doesn't want to get back in the old ways and he wants to surround himself with people that will help him through it. He says in this request, it says that he's on his own. I ask that you bring people around him today. It may mm -hmm. not be very many, but bring some folks around him today, even in this moment that he can fellowship with, and that they can feed each other from the Word of God and encourage one another, mm. and that they can meet where they are. And, Lord, I don't know about the church involvement that he's part of or can be a part of, but I know he wants, he needs to make some friends, 
Scripture says if we're going to make friends, we have to show ourselves friendly. Lord, I ask that you help him with his part of that, as well as open doors that no one could close. And Father, to help him to live up to his um, life in you, the sonship that you've given him. In Jesus' name. Awesome. Amen. Hey, so my next uh, prayer request is from Francisco, who's in the Arizona State Prison. And uh, Francisco says, I have committed my life to God this year, and I'm going through a one-year course through prison fellowship. He wants us to pray that he can evangelize and lead his friends in a Bible study. First off, amazing. Praise the Lord. Um, Congratulations, Francisco. Welcome to the family of God. Um, And then he's also praying for a mentor and a support specialist for his friends. So, Paul, would you pray for Francisco to evangelize, um, lead friends in Bible studies, and then also just for those mentors for his friends? Yeah, I I absolutely can. And so, God, I want to thank you for Francisco. I want to thank you that in the middle of prison, you walked into that cell and you have set him free uh, because anyone who's, who's put their place and their trust in you is free, even though their body may be in chains. And I want to thank you for that, Father. I also want to thank you that you have promised that as he grows closer to you, that you will make your home with him and you will fill him with his, with your spirit. And I pray, God, that you would empower him as he seeks to move forward and obey the Great Commission, that he would become a disciple maker, that he would be able to turn to his friends and invite them to read the word. And then as they read your word together, that you then will reach through the pages of your word and grab his friends' hearts and guide them to a relationship with you so that he could be able to celebrate their salvation and be able to baptize them right there inside of the prison. God, I pray that you would raise him up and empower him as he moves forward in obedience, that you would make him a a strong mentor uh, to be able to help his friends, that you would equip him to be a support specialist for his friends so that he would bring honor and glory to you, that all of his days would not be about bringing attention to himself or establishing himself as a leader, but instead he would be established firmly as a servant of the most high God and would be in and would have the presence of the Spirit of God all over him so that when people meet Francisco they would know that they've come into the presence of a servant of God who is humble and true in heart and wants to see God glorified above all else and I pray that he be a trusted person within the prison that wardens that prison guards that officers that all of them would know him as a follower of Christ and would give him favor so that he can make disciples that would make disciples and make disciples to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Jack, I'll I'll turn things over your way. I know that you have a prayer request. Yeah, there's a prayer request here from Josh at the Clements Unit in Texas. And it says Josh is going through a divorce of 21 years and going through a tough time. And there are two kids involved. Oh, my gosh. We know that divorce is one of the hardest things that a human person can experience. And we also know that he can't be there. And I know that's hard. Just the separation, you know, the just the separation, the breaking of the covenant, 
that they created as a married couple before you and that they're hurting now. And Lord, you know how to touch and mend and break hearts and, and help people to humble themselves so that they don't have to fight. I don't know if there's any resolution out that Josh can take. I may be totally out of his hands. But Father, just help him to fulfill whatever it is that you have him to do right there. Be faithful with whatever it is that he has. Whatever little things he has available, may they be faithful. May he be faithful within to you. And Father, those kids, oh my. Seems like that's the worst part. Mm -hmm. And I just ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, that you would help Josh through this tough time, especially with his own kids. And I, I think of my own family, my own son named Josh, and who's also been divorced and with two kids being involved. And I got to see the pain. And I don't know about Josh at Clements Unit, but I know that it's it's an awful thing. And Lord, uh, you can become the father to the fatherless. Mm -hmm. And you can become the one father to take the place. I know I have cousins that have experienced um, separation in their family. And you became Renee's daddy. And Renee is my cousin. And she has a powerful testimony based on how God fixed, how you fixed her father and helped her through some of those really bad times. So, Father, we ask that for Josh there at the Clements unit and also for his children. Lord, that, that woman involved in the divorce is just as important to you as any of those other three people. And we ask you, Father, to mend her broken heart. I don't know. We don't know any of the details, and probably a good thing, because you didn't create us to be judges, but to be brothers, to come alongside, to love and to bless and to help. And we can't change the truth, but, you know, Lord, we can love on these people. So I ask you in Jesus' name to speak to that woman's heart, also speak to Josh, and also to the two kids that are involved. You're the only one who can really mend a broken heart. Mm. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Yeah, God, and thank you that you're, you're willing to do it. I have a request from Rudy uh, uh, coming out of Clemens, Texas. He's praying for strength to not hurt loved ones. And so uh, we're going to pray that he can be drawn to the relationship and into the love of Christ so that he can overcome the roadblocks that cause him to hurt his loved ones. And so, Beck, uh, I'll have you pray for Rudy. Yeah. Um, you know, God, uh, when I think of, of this situation, I just want to thank you that Rudy has a desire to change. Mm He's -hmm. desired to be, um, yeah. to be more like you and, and God, I know that there can be a lot of things in life and maybe how people have treated us in the past or how we've just gone on in life, just these habits and and things that were done to us just kind of just come out of us, these 
attitudes and behaviors that were like, oh man, I just hurt people that I, I loved. And, and he wants to change God. And I just pray God that you would help him to do that. First off by just um, really helping him to be connected to you and his love so that your Holy Spirit can help him have the attitudes that he needs to have different. But also God, I, I just felt led for you to read for me to read out of first Corinthians 13, four, where it says what love is, you know, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast and is not proud. It does not dishonor other others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered and it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And God, you know, you you showed us how to be able to love by your life and by your word. And I just ask that you would help him to think specifically through the things that he does that hurts people and thinks, how can I act differently and bring it to you and say, God, help me to do this differently. Help me to be more patient. Help me to be less self-seeking and, and help him to be able to go through that process. And I pray that his family would see that in him and be able to be drawn to you because of that, because you're teaching him how to love and how to be like you. And I pray for that healing in his life, that he knows that he is loved by you. And so he feels free to share love to others. And so God, I just ask that you would help him be free from these behaviors that and actions that he that and attitudes that keep him from being the person you meant him to be and from the love and wholeness you want him to have with his loved ones and so god i just pray that you would intervene and help him take this journey of becoming more like you paul we're going to turn it over to you all right, all right. So I've got two requests from Eduardo, who's at the Clements Unit in Texas. Uh, the first one is his first friend, Jose. Uh, his friend has been sick from pancreatitis and, uh, and, or in his pancreas, and he can't retain any food. Uh, and I want to uh, want to pray for his health, for his friend's health today. And my dad, um, David Watson, some of you guys know of him because you've read the book Contagious Disciple Making and had a little bit of his story, but he struggled with chronic pancreatitis and is a type 1 and type 2 insulin-dependent diabetic. And so uh, I, I totally get the amount of pain that Jose could be at this time. So I'm going to ask Riley, I'm going to turn it over to you. Could you raise up uh, Jose on Eduardo's behalf and just ask that God would heal him? Yeah. Yeah, I even uh, think about in Acts 10, uh, verse 38, it says, How God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with strength and ability and power, how he went about doing good and in particular curing all who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil, for God was with him. And, and God, I just want to thank you for your word. Uh, thank you for how true it is and how we can grab a hold of it in faith that that it's not stretching truth or, or lying to us, but God, that you really healed all that you came to. And, and Father, I'm asking you 
to do two things with Jose. God, would you build his faith? Would you cause him to fall in love with you, with your person, with your attributes, with your leadership, with your your spirit? God, would you build his faith that that you still want to do these things today, that you do, that you can meet him and cause a miraculous healing in him, but also that you can speak to him about steps that he can take, whether it's diet related, whether it's exercise related, Lord, that you could, like you told one of the guys, go dip yourself in this water. He got all offended because it was such a silly thing and they have cleaner water where he's from. And, uh, and his friend talks sense into him and says, dude, go dip yourself in the water. That's what he said to do. And he did and was healed. So God, I ask that you would speak to him uh, and give him an opportunity to enter in faith that if he listens to your spirit, he will be healed. God, and uh, uh, yeah, so I ask that you would meet him and speak to him in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Second thing that Eduardo wants us to pray for is for unity in his family. He wants them to be able to unite and get along well. Uh, so I totally, totally know where you're coming from here. I'm a, I'm a single dad. I got three kids, you know, and sometimes, you know, around the holidays, you know, things might get a little tense or things like that, or people can't be around and there's all sorts of stuff that makes it hard for us to be together. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray for this. So father, I want to ask, you know, your desire is that families be united. Your desire is that families would love each other and want to spend time with one another and want to go out of their way to help one another. And that even though we may be separated by distance and maybe even separated by prison bars, God, you want us to be connected through you and in love and supporting one another. And so I love this request from Eduardo. I believe it's a request that is close to your heart as well. And I pray that you would bring this kind of unity as family. If they don't know you, Father, I pray that they would come to know you because true unity and true uh, the true identity of what you want family can be can only be found when people are worshiping and honoring you and seeking to obey you with all of their lives. And so, God, I pray that they would come into a knowledge of you. If there are wounds that need to come out, then, Father, bring those wounds out so they can be dealt with and resentments can be forgiven and put aside, Father, so they can step forward in unity. I was watching a video just today talking about like how families, you know, get sideways with one another and what the cause of divorce is. And it talked about when we spend more time thinking about me instead of we, that that is what ends up bringing disunity. When we're selfish instead of selfless, it brings disunity. And so, God, I just pray that you would start moving in the hearts of Eduardo's family, that they would care more about we than they do about me. And Father God, they would move from any kind of selfish place to being a selfless place of caring for one another deeply. I pray that one day Eduardo would look back and say, God has answered my prayers because now my family is an example of how families who love Jesus will love one another. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you that you hear our prayers. We thank you that the we are important enough to you that you pay attention. We look forward to celebrations from the prisoners. Guys, we are heading out of here. It's been a pleasure. Please write to us with your celebrations, your prayer requests, how you've been praying. Write to us with your prayers for Pastor Dell and Skinny T. Mail them in to Remember the Prisoner, P.O. Box 19321. Amarillo, Texas, 79114. Friends, 
Don't forget, if you're seeking answers to who you are and what your purpose is, don't turn to yourself, don't turn to culture, go to the source, the one who gave you life. God wrote a book for us. He wrote it to answer these questions, and he made you with an eternal purpose. That eternal purpose will be found in his word, in prayer, and in action. Bless you guys.